Good afternoon. Good morning. It's Jamie Levy from Generation Mining in Toronto. Um, thanks for having us. Um, correct. Uh, today I'm here to talk about um, next steps for Generation Mining. Uh, we will be the next critical metal mine uh, producing in Canada. Um, our expected date for receive our environmental assessment and our permits will be March 31st or sooner of 2023, which is when we can hopefully we'll begin construction. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much, Jamie. Good to have you on. I think we had Brad Noll uh, on last May. Um, you guys have been busy, but you've also got a 50% uh, sale on at the moment. Share price half of what it was when we spoke last May. What's going on? Well, Misery Loves Company. We're, we're not alone in that uh, uh, arena, but uh, yeah, thanks for reminding me because I look at my portfolio and I see how much I've lost lately. But, but thanks for reminding me on that. But uh, needless to say, since uh, this 50% uh, haircut, um, uh, which I probably can't afford right now because of the share price. But needless to say, we've done a lot over the past year, a year and a half since last time uh, Kerry was on or Kerry Noel was on. Um, but what what we've progressed through is, um, a, let's just go back to the beginning of uh, uh, 2021. We put out a feasibility study, very robust feasibility study. Uh, we're uh, well over a billion dollars NPV, 30, just to run a 30% internal rate of return. Uh, after that, we um, started our environmental assessment, which is a permitting process in Canada. Um, we also uh, got indic indicative interest from some banks, which I'll talk about after. But first, we got a, a stream from Weed and Precious Metal, which everyone knows is the largest streaming company in, in the world. They gave us $240 million. Uh, so far, we've re uh, drawn down $40 million of that. Uh, after that, we've also um, started uh, um, interest through European banks, through Endeavor Financial out of Europe. We've got indicative interest so far of about a half a billion dollars Canadian, uh, which will go towards the capex of our build. So between that and the Whedon, we're off to a good start in, in, in uh, financing, project financing um, our project. Okay, so you kind of crack the um, finance, and pardon my glib comment about this, everyone's in the same boat uh, for, for sure, but I, th I think the people are, people are kind of, it's a, it's like mystery between, you know, what's the, what does the Palladium market do and an understanding of that and obviously copper and the kind of, you know, dramatic um, sorts of uh, infrastructure funds being, uh, and funding being talked about and EV revolutions, et cetera. Are you, are you finding with the conversations that you're having with the European banks on, on, on the debt side and obviously even with Wheaton that everyone understands Palladium to the extent that you think they should? I, I, I don't think they do. I mean, um, the, the risk to Palladium right now is uh, the majority of the Palladium is produced out of Russia. Um, and we all know what's happening with the, the crisis of the Ukraine and Russia. So a lot of people are trying to, or a lot of people, a lot of OEMs and, and car manufacturers are trying to um, secure supply um, from other sources. And we know Russia is probably just going to give it to China, which will give it to the world. But uh, needless to say, there is a, a demand for clean um, palladium. Um, and there is some issues in South Africa with strikes and some of the power down there. So it would be nice for us to, 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 to get going so we could secure, at least for the North American or the Western economy, some secure supply of palladium. Right, so that, that, that's what's happening. That, that's the reality of the situation. But again, that's not being reflected in Bill's understanding of you know what you you're going to be able to do in terms of taking advantage of that that situation. So there's um, where do you think most of your trading is coming from? Is it is it institutional? Is it re, is it retail? I mean, who's, who's playing? In uh, our shares, I, I would say uh, a, a little of both, probably more retail, but institutional is a little bit gun shy right now, and I think retail is as well. So um, I, I would say that. Um, the interest in our stock isn't where it should be. 
uh, you know, Palladium is still over $2,000 last time I looked, or it's probably hovering around $2,000. Our feasibility study was 17 and a quarter. A lot of analysts are increasing the price of Palladium. Um, so, you know, we have a robust project. I, I think people are waiting for a few of these milestones or catalysts to, to, to be triggered over the next couple of months in order for them to right, okay. want, want to. Okay. So, so tell me with this, you, you kind of seem to have sorted a big chunk of the, the financing issue with, with, um, um, with, with, with regards to the kind of drawdown facility that, you, that you've got with Wheaton. Um, the the Endeavour, Endeavour Financial will, will presumably you know, get, get you over the line soon with that. What are you doing? What are the kind of these sort of baby, baby steps that you're going through in terms of delivering stuff on the ground, you know, and I, I noticed there's an acquisition of um, of a, was it a, a, was it a, a mill from Highcroft? Was that, was that what you bought there? Yes, uh, we, we, we bought uh, some, ball, some mining equipment, a ball and sag mill down from uh, from Highcroft in Nevada. So we're, we're trying to reduce the um, long lead time items, which are, you know, upwards of 100 weeks right now. So we've, we purchased those. We haven't taken possession of those. We're hopefully going to take possession soon uh we're also looking uh we also purchased a construction camp in the town of marathon which is just under 300 beds so we're, we're trying to de-risk uh, our, our construction period um for our procurement so what are, what are the dangers there because i mean obviously you, you, it's, it's good that you kind of go through this process but you know obviously in inflation environment etc costs going up supply chain issues all the stuff that you guys have been dealing with for the past year i mean these kind of little short shortcuts are are good are they going to be enough to kind of ensure that your your margins are protected? Uh, well, I mean, th- th- these are some of them. I mean, we're looking at other um, ways to, to, to reduce, you know, obviously there's going to be cost escalation. Diesel has gone up, labor has gone up, food has gone up, um, lumber, steel has gone up. But I, I think with the increase in interest rates, those prices are coming down pretty fast right now. Our feasibility study isn't that old. It's only about 16 months old. So some of those pricings we had already priced in these increase in commodity prices. So has there been escalation? Absolutely. But we're trying to de-risk the timing versus uh, predicting pricing. So, you know, we will have a control budget probably by the end of this year or the end of uh, January of 2023, where we'll have a, a, a more of a uh, definitive idea what our CapEx escalation has been since the feasibility study was released. Right. And are you, are you getting pressure anywhere else in terms of like, whether it be hiring people or uh, in anything else, there's long poles in the tent, which are, you know, dragging things out because you have time money um we, we we're, we're looking to to hire some people we're the the we we haven't seen that risk right now um, maybe some of the the construction team could be a issue but we haven't seen that yet we're waiting to we de-risk this project by getting an environmental assessment I, I can get into the timing of that later and then some more uh, finite terms from the government of when we could actually begin construction before we start to Okay, because I think last time we spoke to Kerry back in, in May, the, the I mean, it was permitting and the EIA, which at the time was like 12 to 14 months away, which is sort of now-ish. Has is that, is that been delayed? So, um, no, it, it's not delayed. So the government has um, mandated or not mandated, they can't change it, but November 30th will be the date that they'll give us our um, approval on or our conditions on our environmental assessment. I mean, we're, we're quite confident that they're going to give us an approval for the environmental assessment. There'll be conditions attached to that. That's what we've been negotiating the past month, that these uh, conditions will not delay the start of construction. Um, so our, our hope is it'll be November 30th or sooner that they'll give us uh, their uh, approval of environmental assessment. 
Right, okay. And the construction period is how long? Remember? Uh, well, the con that um, that is just the start of, of our permitting. Um, after we get environmental assessment, then we have to apply for a few provincial permits. There's three key permits that we need before we start construction. And our hope is that we'll get those in the first quarter of 2023 so we can begin construction at that time. And the construction period is how long? Uh, we're anticipating around 20 months right now. Okay, okay. So 2025. So, so again, I mean, I'll come back to the way the market's valuing you. You, you, look, you look at what your economic study says versus your share price. You've obviously solved, well, hopefully are able to solve the problem of, you know, of, you know, cheaper money, but the market is just not giving you the reward that it wants. What, what do you think it's concerned about? Because there's got to be there's some sort of disconnect going on here, isn't there? I think people are uncertain if we can get agreements with the First Nations, which I believe we're progressing um, well along. Um, one, one, one group in particular is Bidiganishnabeg, which just borders the southern end of our property. We're hopeful that we'll get some. Um, uh, they're going to their community in the middle of November to to ratify our uh, investment. Sorry, our community's benefit agreement with themselves. I think people are waiting for that. People are waiting for our um, environmental assessment, which is again, November 30th. I, I think people are worried about our capital escalation and our CapEx, and they're worried about that if we need to raise some equity, where are you gonna raise some equity and where's it gonna come from um, in order to start construction? So I think there's a few different things that are out there. And, and, and to be honest, I, I think the sediment in the market is, um, right now people aren't interested in buying producers or sorry, developers right now. Uh, there has been a few failures and there has been a few successes. So I think we need to convince people that we have learned from the stakes of some of our peer groups, um, that our owner's team is strong um, and, and we do have the, the wherewithal and the experience to build this with, a, with no delays and no cost overruns. Right, okay. Well, with, with, I mean, just, just, just stick with that if you, if you, if you don't mind, because obviously okay. these are conversations you're probably having every, every day of the week, um, you know, in terms of how do you ensure you don't have these, these cost overruns? So, because you're getting pr downward pressure in terms of commodity prices have so, you know, sort of come off from some of the highs we've seen earlier in the year. Um, cost pressures coming up uh, and margins being squeezed. And we have seen a few marginal projects being put into care and maintenance, et cetera. So for, for you, and I guess the, because it's quite, it's quite a big capex, isn't it? So there's a lot of moving parts um, here. Again, what, what are the things that you kind of hone in or focus or have done to ensure that the, the, the engineering component, the build component does run smoothly? So what we've done as a board is we've made sure that we've had the right people involved. My chief, oper chief operating officer, Drew Anwell, has, has done this before. He was there a detour from development to construction to operations. So he's bringing the team together that built a successful, if not the most successful gold operating company or deposit right now in Canada. Um, obviously owned by Agnico right now, and he's br bringing in wood to do some detailed engineering on, on our processing plant, which is, uh, you know, so, so some of the risks there. The owner's team is helping out on the earthworks, which was some of the issues down south from us at Cote Lake and Magino. Um, our, 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 our mandate is that we want to get to about 70% complete on detailed engineering before we start construction. We're not there yet, but we're getting up there. I think a lot of these other companies didn't do enough detailed engineering before they started construction. Um, so there's a lot of de-risking that we've done that other companies probably didn't do. And I think the biggest thing we're working towards is having a strong owner's team that can manage um, through our construction and our operations. Right. And, and what about underground? In, in the sense that, obviously, if you look at, you know, I guess the most recent instance would be pure gold and the way that they modeled their 
their uh, mining operations. Um, that that didn't go so well for them. So who's looking at that for you? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if uh, Madsen's a good comparative because, I mean, that's underground, we're open pit. So um, I don't know if that's a fair comp for us, but... Uh, okay. Um, so, uh, Who I, I are you think, learning from then? Yeah, uh, we're learning from uh, some of the group just north of us over at Hard Rock Greenstone, which is the Equinox uh, and Orion team. Um, they put out a press release, I believe it was about a month or so ago, that they're on time and on budget. They might have gone through a little bit of their contingency, um, but they've done... The, the, the group that did their feasibility study, which was G Mining, also did our feasibility study. So we're kind of looking at what they've done successfully and we're trying to work on the same as what they're working on. And we believe we, we're, we're on that same path of success. We're not looking at failures, even though we've looked at the failures down south of us, but we're trying to see what they've done wrong and we've not making the same mistakes that they made. Right. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And um, with with regards to obviously copper, copper, the copper component of this, what what's the split between the palladium and copper in terms of value? Uh, right now, it's about fifty eight percent palladium, just under thirty percent copper, ten percent uh, platinum, and the rest is gold and silver. So, can I can I come back to the? I just want to want to come back to the, the conditions around the, the the cap. Obviously, I think the the weakness stuff is you know re- reasonably well un- understood with the um, European banks on, on the debt. Um, What's the expectation from them as to how much equity um, you will be required to put into this? It, it's going to come down to um, our, our final control budget or our class two, whatever they're going to look at. The drawdown of the money is going to be equity first, and then um, it's going to be the weed stream on certain conditions, and then the debt will be the last piece that will come in. So they'll want to make sure that we have enough equity to get us through um, to, to, to when we draw down their money. And we're going to have more certainty in the first quarter of next year. Um, as of right now, you know, highlight we're, we're somewhere between a 15 to 20% increase in CapEx from what was um, stated in our feasibility study. Um, but still, we need to negotiate with these um, um, the, the vendors to find out if some of these quotes that we got six months ago have gone down or gone up since that time. A lot of them are disindicative quotes. So we need to get firmer quotes. And I think some of these quotes might have gone up. I think a lot of them might will have come down since that time. Because I think six months ago, we we're in a different environment than we are today. Right. Okay. And in terms of um, you know, getting um, the, all, the, all the approvals that you're going to need in terms of permitting the EIA, etc. Um, what happens at that point? Are you very much focused on the, the, the build component? Or is there some kind of Exploration blue sky. Uh, so, in, in terms of you know trying to scale this, what, what, what's what's your thinking? Is it one, one thing at a time? Uh, it, it's one thing at a time. I mean, so I, I might have missed the beginning of the question. So again, our schedule is such that we would like to begin construction in the first quarter of twenty twenty three. So I guess within four to five months from today, um, the first um, step would be harvesting the trees, which isn't very difficult, but that's what we want to do. The major construction won't start until the summertime, um, which would be, um, you know, June, July in Northern Ontario. So that's when we like to to, to start. So um, through that time, there, there's many steps that needs to happen. And, and again, there's a schedule that my operation seems to have given me, which is hundreds of pages. And, you know, we're asking for a short form so we can... Um, to, to, to kind of clarify to, to um, yourselves and, and, and the rest of the market what we actually are, are the next steps. But um, our, our hope is that the government, uh, which 
um, in, in Canada right now, and I know the U.S. through the Department of Energy is, is putting a huge push to reduce permitting and to support critical minings in the Western world. So we're hopeful that these politicians can get um, uh, involved and, and help out with our permitting and with the, uh, the bureaucrats in, in Ottawa and Toronto um, to, to, to convince them that some of these conditions that, you know, might be six months to delay construction could be reduced. Sure, go ahead. No, no, it's, it's, I think I think that's right. I, I've just spent the week you know, down at LME um, here in London, and that seems to be the call from industry is, is for politicians to get out of the way of themselves. You know, on one hand, asking for you know a greener world, but also making it increasingly hard for mining companies to actually get on and, and, and do that. I'm not saying we, they're asking for shortcuts. I think they're just asking um, for help to shorten those timeframes. Um, okay, and uh, so just in, just in terms of, I want to kind of talk to you about the the kind of you know upside because obviously your financiers want you to kind of get this thing built built properly, efficiently, and, and throwing off the cash. The market wants to see you you know build this thing up and try and understand what this what the potential blue sky is you know off into the distance. So with regards to some of these other projects, are you effectively saying they're on hold for now? We got to get this build thing right, but we'll, we haven't forgotten them. We will be back to them. Is that is that your approach? We, sorry, I missed it. We will be back to what? We, we, you you will come back to some of the other other projects, some of the targets, some of the other drilling, some of the oh other the aspirations. Yeah, that, that's yeah, all on yeah. that that's all on hold right now. Um, you know, the the last drilling we did increased the size or the potential size of our deposit to the north. You know, we're not messing around with any permitting, increasing uh, the size uh, of the, the deposit right now. Um, the, the money that we have earmarked is all towards development. Um, you know, if we did get a higher currency, as you, you mentioned, you know, next steps are hopefully we'll de-risk um, um, this project and, and receive enough equity or capital to, to, to build this. And during that time, if there's some extra money, we'd raise some, you know, Canadian flow through money and do some exploration outside of the deposit area. but. It, there, there's a there's a huge potential for exploration success around this area. Okay, right. So, and so what's your message to to people looking in, in at this in, in terms of yeah, yeah we kind of subject well I I did sorry uh, about you know fifty percent discount here but you why should they buying your stock not maybe looking for the the delights of of, of gold companies who who you know. People are expecting to have some uh, recovery in the, in the short term. Why, why, why you? Why not someone else? You know, I, I walk around a bunch of these conferences, and, and there's very few developers that are out there. Um, there's a few developers that are out there for um, gold companies. I haven't seen too many developers for copper companies in North America, certainly not palladium companies. I think the only other one that I know that's going through a permitting process or development is Platte Reef in South Africa, which is Freeland. But elsewhere, I think we are the only project, Critical Metals, that is getting built right now. I think when people see, once it's built in de-risk, this project will be splitting out cash flow. Um, you know, we have about a billion dollars the first three years in, in cash flow. Um, and I think the success that people will see um, from this, we're trading at about 10% of our net present value. A lot of analysts out there are saying we should be trading somewhere between 40 and 60% of our net present value. So hopefully in the next short term, we'll get de-risked or we'll get re-rated from the analysts and from the market 
by um, by getting our environmental assessment, us getting a, a indigenous um, benefit agreements, and by getting the permitting and the, the start of construction. Um, I, what should we be trading at? I'll let the market decide. But there's a, a company that uh, or um, a group just north of us called uh, North American Palladium. It got taken over by Impala back in 2019, right when we acquired this project from Savannah. Um, that was acquired for a billion dollars, and people were very upset that they sold it for too cheap. They were producing a similar amount or a little bit less than what we would be, could be producing in the next couple of years. So, um, you know, that's kind of where, you know, if um, to, to model us, I mean, I don't know where, where analysts are model us, but I just saw what got taken out about uh, two and a half years ago down the street. So um, I think the investors just have to stay tuned and, and watch us de-risk it through a bunch of these huge milestones and catalysts coming up and we'll be the next uh, copper palladium project uh, getting built in the world.